Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. For the 22nd year, the Best Maize Corn Maze will be offering visitors a challenging walk through the stalks in Williamston. This is the favorite time of the year for many to visit Michigan's wineries, and Shady Lane Cellars is inviting you for a 100% estate-grown winery visit. There's something special about gifting things when you know they were made where you visit. And it's time for the fall art hop in Port Huron. We travel Michigan next, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Welcome to Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. It sure is a, a, a great pleasure of mine to be with you again this week as we travel around the state of Michigan finding uh, the various things that you're going to want to see and do at this time of year right here in Pure Michigan. If you're new to the program, I hope you can stick around for the entire hour. Of course, if you've been with the program for a long time, I hope you can as well. But uh, for you newbies out there, uh, we're gonna we're gonna show you some places that maybe you've never been to before, and talk about some subjects that are gonna be a lot of fun as you travel around this season. This is a great time of the year to travel, so we want to get out there and have a good time. And let's first head toward the uh, kind of the middle part of the state of the Lower Peninsula, a little bit to the east. We're gonna head over to Williamston to talk with Mark Benjamin. Mark is the owner and designer of the best maze corn maize. Mark, it's great to have you with us. Thank you. Glad to be here. Now, of course, I've been to your place, and I have to tell you, I was, and excuse the pun, I was amazed at the fact that not only can you put an intricate design together that goes through these really unusually uh, high corn stalks, but you can put... um, you know, uh, you know, various designs that actually truly look like various things if you were to look at this maze from the air. I have no idea how that can be done unless you're bringing a helicopter through and, and some kind of a, a laser design. How is this done? Most places will use GPS units on a mower. We do it the old-fashioned way of connect the dots when the corn is small grade our trails, and then hand rake three miles of trails as the corn is growing. Wow. You mean, so actually, uh, before the, the corn gets to its maturity, you've already taken out those stalks to, to create your Correct. Your Got it. Some mazes, uh, there's a lot of them around that'll mow down seven-foot stalks, but then you're tripping over the stumps all day long. Yeah, 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 right. We do it much sooner, so we got to perfectly smooth path at the end. Well, you're you're just off of I-96 in Williamston. Uh, what's the exit that people take to get there? Exit 122, and we're just a mile from the interstate. Super easy to get to down a country road just a mile from the exit. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a really cool property. And um, and how, how big of a, a lot do you have there? 
uh, the maze itself covers 15 acres, three miles of maze trails. But don't let that scare people away because we have signed optional exits every 15, 20 minutes. And we have something a lot of mazes don't have. We have people on towers. So if you need, when you need help, you can get it if you want to ask. Well, it's funny you say that because I have been in these mazes before where I think this is crazy. How is it I can't figure my way out of here? Um, and, um, you know, that's a pretty big chunk of land there. So that that's good to know that you could always kind of raise your hand and say, hey, uh, give me a little help here. So so walk us through your maze. When we, when we get to Best Maze Corn Maze in Williamston, um, we, we arrive, we get our tickets, and then we head out. What are we going to, in effect, see along the way? Okay. Well, the first thing you're going to come to when you get inside the maze is a sign where you f- can scan a QR code with your phone. We have a new app, and then your phone will be the whole maze map, but it's all covered in fog. You can't see the map. Mm. As you go down a path, the fog will lift, and you can see the path you're on. Then you'll continue through the maze, and you'll find signs every once in a while say so you're going the right way, or go this way to continue or this way to exit. You, The theme that we have carved in this year is Vikings. So the first thing you enter is the Viking longship. Then you'll see Odin's Raven. You'll find the Viking. You'll find the three interlocking triangles and Thor's hammer before you exit. Well, that's cool. Um, and so uh, about how long would it take an average person to get through the maze? Uh, some people will do it in 45 minutes. Some people don't pay attention and take an hour and a quarter or so. So when you're all done and you look at your app on the phone, uh, does that kind of then reveal what that design is that you just walked through? Yes. So it kind of gives you then a feeling for what you really did. So if you were to look at it from the top, you mentioned the, the Viking longship. What other designs are, are in the maze? Uh, that's those I covered all of them that are in there. Then we have several miles of just twisting, turning paths with dead ends and so on that you got to figure your way through. Yeah, how long you been doing this? Twenty-two years. Twenty-two years, and I know we were talking before uh, we started the conversation on the air that this will likely be the last year that you have the maze at at this location, right? Yes, there's a pipeline that's going through our parking lot next year, and uh, we have to close down. Yeah, that's that's a bummer. Well, at least people have time to get out there this year, and I really do highly recommend people do that. Um, For information, I know they can go to bestmaze.com. Now, is this available for and and recommended for persons of all ages? Yes. All right, very good. Uh, our paths are so smooth, I've actually seen a few blind people in here with their white canes before. Wow. Well, very good. Uh, look forward to it. I'm going to check out uh, the uh, best maze, corn maze, myself this season after 22 years. Looks like they're not going to be able to continue, so you want to get out there while you can. This is in Williamston, just off of I-96. For more information, go to the website, Best Maze. And our thanks to Mark Benjamin for being with us today. We're going to head up to Sutton's Bay next to find out how they do wine. 
at their winery right here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. This time of the year, I think is for most people that time of the year when they start thinking about taking those winery tours, when they drive around, go to various wineries all around the state. And of course, most people will go to one of two regions in Michigan because they want to see more than one winery. They want to taste various wines at different places. So they'll either go to that southwest corner of the lower peninsula that kind of st joe benton harbor niles you know that region and in those wineries there they're really awesome and they have a bunch of you know distilleries and craft beer places and all that as well in addition to you know antique shops and retail and it's just it's an awesome area the other area that most people go to and this is probably the more popular area or most popular area in michigan is that area around traverse city that that region is very popular, especially at this time of year. So I'm going to uh, suggest to you that you consider going there this season, but make sure you get your hotel rooms in advance because even now, as we are in the uh, fall season, it's, it's going to be a bit busy because it is time to check out those wineries. We're going to go to one of them next. We're going to head up to Sutton's Bay in the Leelanau Peninsula, beautiful little town, and we're going to talk to the folks at Shady Lane Sellers. Andy Fless is with us. He is the vineyard manager. Andy, it's great to have you with us. Yeah, thank you, Dave. Thank you very much. You bet. Uh, pleasure uh, to be here. And happy you are. And you know, it, what a great town that that you guys happen to be located nearby or in Sutton's Bay. What a neat little place. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful little town. Uh, there's cool shops there to visit. Um, it seems to be very popular all throughout the summer. And um, and even into the fall, you know, fall is a very beautiful time to visit up here. Um, you know, we get like that Great Lakes maritime effect, yeah. right? We have uh, we have such nice days and then cool nights, which is also really great for the fruit. You know, that's what I've heard. The combination of the fact that um, you know we just happen to be you know at that forty fifth parallel. So we're we're kind of in that perfect position for wine growing. And then on top of that, the way that the land is formed there with these glacial moraines, these kind of hills that are there are really good for, for grape growing. Yeah, exactly. We have some really deep, well-drained soils, uh, which match up great for grapevines. And that coupled with the coupled with the lake effect weather, um, really really kind of extend our growing season. Like you mentioned with the Southwest and up here in the Northwest, um, there's a reason we're growing grapes here. And that's because of that kind of extended season that we get. So actually I heard a, um, an extended forecast from the MSU meteorologist the other day that we are supposed to be warmer and drier than average this fall. So it's going to be a great time to come visit. Yeah, certainly comfortable to, to travel. Is that is that good you know, condition-wise for, for growing grapes and for having grapes at the, the right, you know, temperature, so to speak, for winemaking? Yeah, yeah. We want, uh, we want those warm, sunny days, and we've had a lot of them this 
summer. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're a little bit ahead of schedule with the fruit ripening, and that's kind of what's going on out there right now. Uh, so it's a really fun time to visit. We um, There's a bunch of fruit to kind of come out and nibble on in the vineyard. It's a really fun process to do. You know, we we encourage folks to... Um, to to wander the grounds you know we, we mentioned that topography and we have uh, a beautiful estate here lots of rolling hills and we just want people to come out hang out on the patio and uh and feel free to roam around you know trying the fruit is a is a really fun thing to do in addition to of course trying the wine i mean we want people to definitely try the wine but um you know, wandering the property and, and checking out the ripening fruit is is a cool way to kind of bring in fall you know, that is the experience for me, because you can go to the store if you just want to get a bottle of wine. But if you really want the entire experience, you need to head to uh, our wineries. And, and luckily, here you are in uh, the middle of um, this this pretty big uh, winery district, both on the Leelanau Peninsula and the Old Mission Peninsula. Plenty of wineries for people to check out, do some tasting and such. Now, do you do you actually source all of your grapes from your orchards or your, your vineyards? Yeah, so we are one of the one of the largest percentages of estate grown fruit here um, at our winery. You know, we're a pretty small operation, but um, having the ability to to grow all of our own fruit and and do it the way that we want it. You know, there's certain different certain things that you can manipulate in the vineyard to to kind of bend the grapes towards a certain style. I mean, we all have that cool climate style up here. But um, there's there's certain things that we can do to make the Riesling a little more this way or a little more green apple-y or a little more, you know. Um, so there's some different styles. You know, I have friends in California and in Oregon, and both of them, they're really proud of their, their wineries, and they know a lot about wine in their districts. And what they say to me kind of off the side always is, listen, Dave, you know, you guys have great quality wine in Michigan, and they're just happy that we don't have as much room to grow the grapes here as they do, because I think, you know, they'd be concerned that maybe we'd get a little more attention than we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Growing style too is, is, um, is, is like how you farm is becoming very popular right out there and, and filtering over to here. So one, one of the things that kind of sets us apart is that we became SIP certified, uh, in 2020 and what that means basically is that we're sustainable in practice, right? SIP. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that just means that we're, it's a, it's a certification that shows that we're doing things that good stewards of the land do. And, um, and we're working with the ecology and trying to create these, these ecological systems on our property and in the vineyard um, so, that, so that we're farming in a way that's very respectful of nature. That's a smart thing to do. It's, the, it's you know, obviously the right thing to do, but it's also smart. What we're seeing, an interesting thing happened, I think partially because of COVID. People are looking for more sustainable practices, even in their travel. So they don't want to just go to places where everybody else is and, and such. They, they want to go to places where they know that the local people care about their communities and take care of them. So it's it's obvious you're doing that at Shady Lane Cellars. Now, what what type of wine do you specialize in? Uh, we have a you know we have a pretty diverse menu available for folks, um, but I would highlight a couple things that I think are going to be really good going into the fall, and that is that we have a, a cool thing that we're doing right now. It's a 
vertical tasting of Chardonnay. And so what that means is a vertical tasting is, is consecutive years or vintages. And so what we have is the 2017, 18, and 19 of our Chardonnays. And it's kind of a cool thing to just try different years and compare them and see, you know, we're, we're kind of a variable climate up here. So every year is different. And that I think is a positive thing because the, we strive, of course, for, for quality assurance every single year and, and we achieve that. But um, it's it's a neat thing to kind of compare the years and say, oh, this this year was a little warmer, this year was a little cooler, slightly different acids or slightly different tones and fruit notes that you pick up when you're when you're kind of sipping and smelling. And then another one that's really great for the fall is our Pinot Noir, and uh, that's one of my favorites. Uh, we have a couple of other really nice lush soft reds uh, as well that are great, but. Um, but we have a, a really cool site where we have our Pinot Noir, and um, and the vines are a little bit on the older side, so they're mm. pretty pretty mature, and they're kicking out some really nice fruit quality right now. And uh, you know, it's a great bottle to to kind of um, have a little chocolate and push a little romance on your partner while you're up here for a you know a nice romantic getaway. We get a lot of that this time of year. We yeah, get a I lot bet. of couples and and adults kind of coming up for a little quick weekend getaway. And uh, that combined with, you know, all the little towns and shops that we have in the region, the beaches, you know, I still go to the beach all, all through the fall. Um, it's, a really, it's a really nice thing to have a cool beach night with a fire and a glass of wine as well. There you go. And, you know, just at, at your tasting room, I know you can step out in the patio and enjoy those beautiful days, those beautiful views from the hilltop looking over the peninsula. It's, uh, it's a great idea. It's Shady Lane Cellars. The website is ShadyLaneCellars.com. And our thanks to Andy Fless for being with us today. We're going to head to Detroit, talk about shopping locally here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. I don't know if you're the same way that I am. When when I'm traveling around especially, I like to find things that um, kind of represent that that place where I was, you know, for either gift ideas or for um, as mementos of my visit. I, I just like those things, sometimes just little things, sometimes things that I really need that I might find a really great deal. And I'm a, a big lover of art, as anybody who listens to this program might know. So I look for locally produced art as well. Often art that not only is made in that local area, but uh, that, that kind of features that region as well. So you never know what's out there. And I'm always looking for places that can offer this kind of unique combination of uh, something that might be a good gift, something that might be something for me, but something that certainly is from that area. So we came upon this company that's called All Things Marketplace. It's in Detroit. It's on Michigan and Trumbull, at least right in that area, over by the old Tiger Baseball game site. And again, it's called All Things Marketplace. And this is an interesting place. Let's find out all about it today by bringing in Jennifer Crawford. She's the owner of All Things Marketplace. How are you, Jennifer? 
I am doing great. How are you? Doing all right. Uh, really, really happy to talk to you. This this is an interesting concept. Um, so all things marketplace. Explain what this is. Uh, so during COVID, we weren't able to produce our large scale events. And so I had the since I work with so many local makers, I had the idea to help them get their products out to customers during the pandemic. So All Things Marketplace is actually a shipping and fulfillment center for local businesses. So we actually store open the storefront so customers could have easy access, and then we ship and fulfill all the orders that come through our website for local makers. Now, you were, you were actually operating All Things Marketplace before COVID, or did this uh, come in as a response to it? So in 2017, we actually created All Things Marketplace. It was an online marketplace for local makers, kind of like an Etsy in a sense. And I wanted to kind oh, of yeah. create what I did offline, which is pop-ups. I wanted people to have access to those businesses. So we created All Things Marketplace in 2017 to just give them easy access to those businesses, but we weren't shipping the packages. So we actually came up with the shipping and fulfillment concept during end 2020. Well, that's fantastic. You know, uh, prior to that time at Pure Michigan, we were thinking about having some kind of an online store for Michigan products, but it's not, you know, our expertise. We, you know, we don't know how to do that. We were just thinking, well, how can we do this? And then, as you mentioned, Etsy came along and we thought, well, okay, people can order at least some things online that are locally produced. But you've kind of put it all together where you can you know, come into the the storefront and uh, find some of these things. Do you also offer online uh, purchases for your products? Yes, each store has their own has their own store on the marketplace because it's important to us that people really see who they're shopping with. They can learn about the actual business. So each business has their own store on our online marketplace. So people purchase from the marketplace. And then we ship and fulfill all the products, and we actually offer in-store pickup as well. Well, we'll mention the website again later on, but it is allthingsmarketplace.com where you can learn more. Now, uh, Jennifer, um, let's let's figure out what, what type of products that, that you offer and what businesses you're representing. Because I'm hearing you're, you're offering something like you know 50 or so businesses, mostly from the Detroit area. Is that correct? Mostly from the Detroit area, uh, and they're all a lot of them are handmade. Uh, and then what's great about All Things Marketplace is not just representing the local small businesses, we represent uh, nonprofits as well. Uh, the Detroit Dog Rescue, we actually handle all their shipping and fulfillment, uh, the Detroit Riverfront Conservancy, and then also the Detroit Historical Museum. So it's a service that, you know, a lot of nonprofits are taking advantage of as well. Mm. So, so before we get into the others, um, as you talk about those nonprofits, uh, what type of items would the like Detroit Historical Society have or the Riverfront Conservancy? So you know that the Detroit Riverfront was voted the best in the U.S. by yeah. U.S. Today. That's cool. So uh, the Riverfront Conservancy, we carry their really cool patches that say the best in the Riverfront, sweatshirt shirts and T-shirts, and it really just helps people promote this beautiful riverfront that we're so proud of. And with the river, with the Detroit Historical Museum, all of the classic Detroit bad boy sports apparel, uh, a lot of books, just a wide range of items come from the Historical Museum, but we do get a lot of 
sportswear from them as well. Well, that's that's a big deal. People really want to show their pride uh, for Detroit. The funny thing is, you know, I live on the other side of the state, but I consider myself kind of a Detroit wannabe and a, <laughs> a Detroiter, even though I don't live in Detroit. Uh, so I'm looking for that type of stuff to show my pride of our biggest city as well. So what are some of the other items and some of the other um, uh, retailers that you represent? So we have Naturally Illustrated. Uh, they actually uh, illustrate coloring books. It's a, uh, She has two coloring books, and she can also do custom coloring books as well. So we carry her items in the store. Hmm. A lot of handmade pieces. There's Centurion's Creations. He makes these beautiful handmade ceramic bowls and uh, vases and uh, magnets. And we also have uh, another local artist, Debbie LaPratt. She makes great ceramic pieces where we have a cool badge of the old Tiger Stadium. And it's only fitting because we're located where the old Tiger Stadium used to be. So um, just all these amazing, we really love the handmade pieces. And we're really getting into representing more artists. We uh, created the backspace into an art gallery. We've turned it into an art gallery, so people actually come in and purchase art as well. So we represent a number of Detroit artists. But it's also a great place where you can come from and purchase a T-shirt by Detroit Made, uh, Detroit Respect, and then we have candles. I mean, you can just come here and find anything. Uh, you know, it sounds like you you built an, an organization kind of on the concept of, of the way a lot of the antique stores operate in Michigan, where they'll have the building and they might have some of their own items, but then they have space for other antique owners and, and they sell it on consignment. So whatever they sell, the you know, that building owner gets a, a little slice of it. And, but by doing that, it brings all these people together in one space. Yes, and that is the concept. So people can see a variety of, we're representing Detroit, and not just Detroit, we're representing Michigan, because people can come here and purchase anything and really learn about the businesses that are here. I mean, people can come into the shop, and we actually, they can point to an item and ask about it, and we can actually give them the story or the background on the business that actually created or where the product actually comes from. So that is a concept that we really hold on to, because like I said, we really want people to know about the artist. Yeah. Now, are, are most of your items uh, kind of like De- Detroit-oriented or Detroit-centric? Yes. I would say about 80% of the items are. Yeah. What are some of the other, other items that people can look for? Uh, we have amazing tote bags. Uh, there's a bold design. She makes coasters and serving trays. And actually, she does marble counters. And she works on homes, and so she takes that and she makes coasters and she makes the trays. Um, I mean, I can go on and on. Then we represent Calibri, the artist. She does beautiful hand um, hand paintings. She does her pencil art, and then she also creates these beautiful pieces of local, of not local celebrities, but of celebrities. We have the Obamas hanging in the space. Mm-hmm. We have Prince hanging in the space. So it's. It's cool, but also if you want to come and get a really cool Detroit Pistons jacket that, you know, these satin ones, that the starter jackets that were out in the 90s, 80s, and hmm. 90s, you can come and get that as well. Wow, that, that's neat. I just, I just love this idea. Um, it, it really is cool. I mean, how did, how did you get into this? Uh, this? This is not something that people just kind of pick up, is it? 
No, it is not. I actually started my business in my one-bedroom apartment 10 years ago. I'm mm. celebrating 10 years in business this year. And so I created, uh, I did a pop-up for my friends, uh, and it was called Pepper Pick and Purchase because all of my friends sold some type of product when they were making earrings or they were selling Avon or they did nails. And that's really how I came up with the concept of starting my business, which my company name is Ask Jennifer. And I create platforms for small businesses. And those platforms are pop-ups and then also things like All Things Marketplace. And it's all to put small businesses in front of thousands of customers, getting people to learn their stories, and pushing those products forward. Uh, And so that's really how I got started, and it really has grown. You know, that is so Michigan. That That's the Michigan story right there. You know, being innovative and finding a new, better way to do things, reinventing yourself or coming up with your own style of business. That That is the, the, the story of how so many entrepreneurs uh, have come out of Michigan and why we have so many successful entertainers and, and other people who are just innovative. You're, you're living the, the pure Michigan life and figuring it all out, and we get to benefit from it. So I can't wait to check it out. Uh, you should check it out as well. All Things Marketplace, and it is in Detroit, Michigan, and Trumbull. To find out more, go to the website, allthingsmarketplace.com. And our thanks to Jennifer Crawford for being with us today. We're going to head to Art Hop in Port Huron next. You're on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. We're going to head over to that uh, thumb region of the state for our final guest in today's program. And uh, I, I don't know the last time you might have been to the Port Huron area, but this is a great area. Uh, I, I really love Port Huron. It has that um, kind of that almost that up north feel without being up north. Of course, they're right on the water. The history there is phenomenal. Let's find out a little bit about all of that as we find out about one of their big events coming up pretty soon called Art Hop for the season. Let's talk to Katie Stepp. Katie is the marketing manager of the Blue Water Area Convention Visitors Bureau. Katie, uh, it seems to be getting busier and busier instead of cooling off at this uh, time of the year. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, we love it. Yeah, it's true. We'll, it. well, and and I bet just like it seems like all of the other waterfront communities uh, that uh, I visited, I'm sure summer was super busy. But it's not like you guys are just kind of closing up shop and waiting till next season. There, there's plenty of things to do this time of year. No, this is actually my favorite time of the year for a lot of reasons. But I, I just think the weather is always perfect. The water's still kind of warm, and you know, there's lots to do. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, in fact, I I've always told people that. Uh, the the September time period into about mid-October, I think is the best time to travel all throughout Michigan because, as you mentioned, you know we still have those relatively warm days, those crisp, cool nights. I love that. And frankly, you know, most of the families are, are back home with, with the kids for school. So it's a really great time for adults uh, to travel or those, you know, those empty nesters, so to speak. So you have a big event coming up pretty soon. I'm assuming this is downtown Port Huron. It's called Art Hop for the fall. 
coming up on the 14th of October. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's a really fun event that gets all of the small businesses participating in it. Um, this year, expected to have 50-plus uh, local artists, and they team up with a local small business and feature each of them inside. Um, uh, some of them will have multiple uh, artists in one location, and it gets you a chance to get out strolling across town. Um, it's from 5 to 8 p.m. downtown. Uh, they're going to have some live music set up at the new McMoran Plaza where they've added in the outdoor um, beer garden. And um, and then you can head across town to where the drawbridge is at the Military Street Pocket Park. There'll be a band there as well. So it's from one end of the town to the other. And what's also interesting is that it's part of the social district. So you can grab a drink and stroll through all of it. Oh, I love that. Um, now, uh, these type of art events I've seen done in different ways. So in some communities, they have so many art galleries or, or artists or, or workshops, you know, in a certain strip that basically you go from one art gallery to another. And then others, they actually have the artist come to various businesses like restaurants or retailers or whatever. How, how is this formatted? Yeah, it's like the um, the last one. So it's not necessarily at the art galleries, although there are some at art galleries, but mostly they're spread out between different restaurants and shopping inside, outside, all over the place, depending on the weather. But yeah, it's it's actually a fun mix of the two, and um, it gets you a chance to get inside of that business as well to check it out that maybe you hadn't before. Now, most of the art, uh, are we talking like paintings here, or is there a great variety of art for people to uh, check out? Yeah, there's definitely a, a variety of it from, from painting to things that they make, um, all local crafters. So it could be, you know, basket weavers or, um, I guess, a painting or clay, you know, different um, stained glass, um, definitely a good mix of all of it. Do you expect... And, the, and music, too, really. Yeah, in fact, I, I was just going to say, do you expect uh, some of the folks to be uh, maybe hosting a, a musician here or there? Yeah. You know, the arts being expressed in a different way. So that'll be part of it as well. Yes, yes. It's, it's a really fun event. It's great to see. And again, usually great weather. All right. So that's between 5 and 8 p.m. on Friday, October 14th, downtown Port Huron. So easy to find. I'm going to drop a website here and then we'll we'll mention it to you later as well. downtownph.com. Pretty easy to to find that if you want to find information about this event. Katie, let, let's let's explain what some of the other things that people might want to do. For instance, if they want to come to Art Hop and then maybe stay for the weekend or come another time. There are a lot of reasons to check out your region. Yeah, yeah, we have um awesome stuff. Uh, you know, definitely enough to keep you busy uh, for several days. Uh, you can day trip to other areas, but in the fall time, there's all kinds of really great things, not only just the fall colors, but we have um, a Prowlers hockey team that's starting. We have um, these really great intimate live theater, like boutique-style theaters, always putting on really great productions. Um, there's a group down in Marine City and then um, one up in Port Huron, and the Port Huron one is actually part of a new theater district that launched this summer. So it's a combination between the um, downtown Port Huron, the St. Clair um, Community College Fine Arts Program, and then the Civic Theater at McMorrin, and then the Citadel Theater. So it creates this sort of triangle, which they created this theater district out of it. Yeah, well, you know, it's good that you you mentioned that there are these other communities, you know, around, kind of surrounding Port Huron, right up the Thumb Coast. It's, it's a beautiful area, even if you just want to take a drive. 
And at this time of the year, the timing might be just right for fall color tour. Yeah, I've actually tracked it really closely for the last three years, being very um, involved in the fall colors. I would say, if I were to pin it, usually it's around mid-October, but you will start to see some all the way into November here. Um, You know, at the northern tip of the thumb, it obviously comes a little earlier, and then as you head down the thumb coast, um, more towards Detroit, it, it may, you know, be closer to November, but typically October is perfect. You're seeing those super vibrant colors, um, and then the contrast of the blue water, it's its really incredible sight to see. Well, and you're a big birding area, too, I, I would guess. The migratory birds coming through this time of year, I would think they'd be kind of following those 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 wind paths along the, the waterfronts and, and passing through Port Huron. Yep. The east side of Michigan is it's actually sits between two bird migration flyways, the Mississippi and the Atlantic. So we often will see a lot of birders set up along the beach. To me, there's some hot spots. Lighthouse Beach is where I often see them. Um, something about the flow of, of the wind. and um, So you'll see them all lined up with their telescopes. and I'm probably saying that wrong, but whatever they use, you know, their instruments-wise. Yeah. But um, they love it. And even at that park and even at the tip of the thumb, they're, they're recording on this site called eBird about 240-ish, 200 species that they're seeing. And so there's a lot of birds coming through that area. Well, if you if you set up there, uh, you know, on the lawn by the conference center along the river uh, there and uh, you're by the bridge, you're going you're gonna to see a lot of freighters if you don't see a lot of birds. So those are pretty yeah. cool to see as well. I actually love to do that when I have time. And your conference center is fantastic. I'll be there for a meeting pretty soon can't wait and one of the things i want to do is check out the new city flats hotel while i'm in town that's uh open now yes it is officially open uh it's also considered a boutique style hotel so it's 18 rooms and each of the rooms is uniquely decorated so if you stay in one room the next room's not going to look exactly like it now do they do they have that barge bar still open this time of year yeah, they'll, it's very weather-dependent. They try to keep in the barge as long as they can. Um, they have additional bars that are open now inside, and then um, it's called the kitchen and eatery in there that's, um, you know, shopping and some other things there. So weather-wise, if you're not catching the barge bar, you certainly still catch the indoor bar, which it still has great views. Yeah, and that barge is a really interesting. Uh, it's basically, it's, it is a bar on the water, and it's on a little barge right next to the uh, the City Flats Hotel. Um, really unique hotel. There are a lot of hotels you can stay at when you go to Port Huron, but I, I like that uh, kind of sustainable um, technique that they use at City Flat. So I'll check that out. You should check it out as well as you find out all the other things happening in the Blue Water area. A couple of websites to consider, bluewater.com or for Art Hop on the 14th of October, go to downtownph.com. Thank you, Katie Stepp. And that's all the time we have for Travel Michigan for this week. We'll talk to you next week here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling.